friends, it's springtime in Hattiesburg. Welcome back to another edition of To The Top Talk. It's a brisk spring day in Hattiesburg at P. Taylor Park. The azaleas are in full bloom, and you're here listening to another episode of To The Top Talk. We're glad you're here. Let's get to the show. Welcome to To The Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, brought to you by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. We are recording this on May the 1st from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. Yo, man. Knocked that intro out of the park there. That was good. It's not easy. Look, look the, the cold open mm-hmm. is just, it's weird. You know? I know I do, but I do better with the script when it's planned. <laughs> uh, when I kind of wing it, I'm like, am, I'm brain dead by this point of the day. And no. my creativity is shot. No doubt. Um, I'd like to remind you this uh, episode as always during baseball season is brought to you by our good friends at four street bar and grill. Always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday, homestyle plate lunches. And remember to tag us on social when you go by there so you can get yourself a shout out. I'm sure they have some specials going on. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I dropped the ball a little bit and text Slade like five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so we'll just have to anyway, chime in when you hear back so, from him. Yeah. Yeah. If he does text me back, it'll be a it'll be a live shout out from right there. Whenever he does it, that's what we're going we're gonna to say that right now. When that text comes through, if it does come through, yep. Whatever we're doing, we're stopping what we're doing and we're reading the text verbatim. I like it. I hope he says cuss words. That would be awesome. It'd be a nice touch. Um, so remember to go by Fourth Street and see our guys over there. What happened since the last time we recorded? Well, uh, baseball team sweeps with uh, with with six straight wins, including a sweep over Arkansas State uh, this past weekend. We figured out what weekends were like at the Roost again. Um, it feels like it's been forever. It I don't has know why. been a while. Just, you know, best baseball season goes for a while. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, it, it's, it's, well, a lot. We're going to get used to it pretty quick because we got a lot of more games coming up at the Pete. But yeah, it was nice to be back out there. Beautiful weather. It's windy. Um, the wind was blowing out like every single time I looked up. <laughs> like, yeah. Have to blow those damn flag pole, those flags off the pole. Hey, and by the way, I figured out I was I was you know this weekend years old when I when I found out that the flags are set up uh, in, in, as far as conference ranking like where you yeah. sit in the standings. No idea. Yeah, left to I right. No idea. Yeah. So if anybody, so if you're looking at center field uh, right now, Coastal would be leading it, and Southern Mist and whatever uh, all the way down. So I just figured that out. I thought I, I thought somebody was screwing with me, but no, it's uh, it's it's, it's true. It's an actual. I mean, thing. we've been yeah. doing it that way for a long time. Yeah, had no idea. Uh, softball was back in action. Uh, beach volleyball had a respectable showing in the Sun Belt tournament, uh, Sun Belt conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, the men's golf team uh, played their tournament up in Annandale. And tonight, another thing that I was kind of unaware of, <laughs> the talent awards were announced. So, Pilo, you know 
about all of that. I think Lisa made an appearance at the awards. So take it yeah. away. I mean, what, what, like, what are the awards? Who won? Yeah. That? So, I mean, if you think about kind of like the Academy Awards, I don't know when they started this. I, I feel like it was back when McLean came back as athletic director. Um, I think they started doing it. I know when I was in athletics, I don't, I don't remember this. I remember some kind of awards at the end, but I don't think it was called the talent awards. Uh, but it's basically, they kind of honor like the newcomer of the year, you know, the different team, the highest GPA, that sort of thing. So they kind of give awards out. So we're going to kind of run through, um, some of them here as they were announced tonight. So Colonel Fletcher leadership award was Hannah Borden, who also likes to hit dingers, uh, for softball. She won that. The grit award goes to Avery Hobbes from football. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Community service award um, goes to two different teams. Looks like women's golf one and baseball one. Um, and the community service individual of the year goes to J.C. Fields, uh, part of the Lady Eagle golf team. Uh, scholar team of the year was the women's cross country team with a 3.69 GPA as a team. That's impressive. Uh, and the men's team uh, was the men's tennis uh, scholarship team, or the you know, highest GPA with a 3.4. Uh, scholar athletes uh, of the year, Haley Phelan, it looks like, of beach volleyball, and Dylan Evans of track and field. And newcomers of the year goes to Isabella Ross, uh, looks like cross country, and... Uh, our good friend of the show, Austin Crowley. It's like he won the Newcomer of the Year Award. Uh, most Valuable Eagle for the ladies' side is Mia Wesley with uh, Court Volleyball. And uh, Most Valuable Eagle, Tanner Hall. And the Team of the Year goes to Women's Cross Country. And uh, on the men's side, the men's basketball team. And the last award it looks like is the 80s Cup, which goes to baseball. So congratulations to all those individuals and teams. Very good. Uh, speaking of awards, uh, go to festivalsouth.org and nominate to the Top Talk for Best Podcast. It is in Do the it. Lifestyles section. Um, my wife told me about it. And hell, while you're at it, go ahead and nominate my wife. Uh, for there Best we Real go. <laughs> yeah, let's sweep it. Um, so, so during that, during, during your monologue there, uh, Slade texted me back. Okay. So no trivia this week at fourth street, mainly getting geared up for baseball tomorrow night in the series this weekend. I like it. Got to know where your focus is. Mm-hmm. He said, I know that we mentioned catfish Friday often, but let's not forget about pork chop Thursday. Every Thursday, some of the best grilled or fried pork chops you'll find. And still only nine ninety five. Winky face. Yeah, and so we were there. Uh, I, I I got I got the grill. Yeah. No, I know I got the fried. You got the fried. I got the grill. Yeah, and that was stellar. It's really good. I mean, they, they yeah. put a lot of effort into it, and then and it comes out. I know, I know it's a bar. I get that. A lot of people were like, "Man, it's just a bar." I was like, "It is," but man, they put some serious effort into this food they 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 bring out, and they. You know, heck, it's the one thing they have us pushing every single week are these lunches, man. So go by and get ten bucks. Right. Yeah. With the drinks, drink included. So, yep. Um, And anyway, hey, and speaking of Slade, uh, we we forgot to include this voicemail last week. So uh, we're going to use it 
as the lone entry into our voicemail segment for this week. So, and it's again, short and to the point, but we appreciate Slade doing it. So enjoy this voicemail. Hey guys, this is Slade White over at Four Street Bar. I really hope you had a great turnout for your golf tournament. I um, hope you raised some money for the USM golf team. I think it's so cool that you uh, able to use your platform and create this and it looks like it's growing every year. So um, y'all keep up the good work. Y'all come see me over at Forest Street. And uh, until then, Southern Miss to the top. And that was Slade White. Uh, make sure you go by Forest Street Bar and Grill and tell him hello. Patrick, get us updated on on the merchandise i know we had a little snafu with the with with, with one of with one of the shirts um yeah you know i emailed them back. i emailed them back on that and uh and waiting waiting to hear back but uh i, th- I think we're gonna be okay um I kind fighting of the man yeah but uh if you haven't been to the site in a little bit we do have a lot more baseball shirts and there are more coming um as soon as i can uh make some time to get those uploaded uh, but yeah, so uh, bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk. And one thing that if you notice, uh, if you sort of pay attention to our social accounts, uh, we did make a switch over to uh, all of our links now have a link tree. Uh, and if you're familiar with any kind of social media uh, platforms or anything like that, it basically has all of our links in one spot. So uh, you can get to the voicemail, you can get to uh, merchandise, you can get to all of our social channels and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So everything is there and it's on any platform. So uh, anywhere you click a link on a an app or um, anything like that, you can get to our entire like kind of list of links. So we, we were trying to make it easy as we can. Uh, I know the last site we used, everybody was like, I can't find it, it's tough, you know, but uh, well, you don't have that excuse now, so go check it out. Yeah, well, I saw a few of the shirts uh, roaming around the roost this past. Yeah, week. starting to starting to filter in. Very good, very good, very nice work that you do uh, with the merchandise site. Uh, so, before we get to baseball, there has been a little bit of football news. We, we mm-hmm. hinted at the draft being this this week um, or this past week on, on last week's show. Well, it came and went, and the one that the the two guys that we thought might have a shot were Jason Brownlee and Eric Scott. Um, Eric Scott was drafted in the sixth round. He's a lone Eagle drafted uh, this year, but he was drafted in the sixth round by the Dallas Cowboys and that's your team. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys hadn't heard this, the audio from the, the phone call that was made from the war room there with the Cowboys. So I guess the, the first was the general manager, and then Jerry Jones jumps on the line and Eric Scott, you can just, I mean, I can kind of uh, just picture the tears rolling down his face. <laughs> yeah. The tears are rolling down my face too. <laughs> oh yeah. As, yeah. as I'm just listening into it. Um, and it's, it's a dream come true. It must be just a, a fantastic phone call. Uh, there's not a whole lot of people that get to take that call. And um, so I was, I was very happy for, for E Scott. Yep. Um, all those Jason, hours, all those sprints, everything yeah. is, uh, kind of comes full circle and worth it when you you get a phone call like that that changed your life no doubt yeah i can't imagine my phone call never came i'm, I'm still waiting i'm still <laughs> holding out hope yeah there we go 
Jason Brownlee also signs with the New York Jets. And when you start getting down to the, the end of the draft, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. To, to it's, It might even be a better thing to just go undrafted so you can kind of pick your spot. There's going to yeah, be suitors. Exactly. There, there's going to be several people that throw their name in the hat for a guy like Brownlee. And, um, and so, you know, I, 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 I think that that's a great spot to end up. You know, it, it's, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just went there, right? Um, and, and he's going to have his work cut out, but he's a worker. He is a, he's, he's, he's a Mitch, he's a mismatch out there at the wideout spot. He's fast, hands, high points it, the whole deal. So anyway, um, Jason Brownlee gets a shot with the New York Jets. Uh, Tykeem Doss signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Very good for Tykeem to get that shot. And then it, there's a couple other players. Uh, Dom, Dominic Kiwan gets an invite to the Bears rookie minicamp. Look, you got to get in the door somehow, right? Yeah. Sack and, machine. And, and he just, is a sack machine. Uh, he, he's a specialty out there. And that's, you know, edge rushers. You hear about yep. it every single draft. People looking for edge rushers. So hopefully Dom um, gets it done um, there with the Bears. And I, I believe this is the last one. Natron Brooks was invited mm-hmm. to the Jets minicamp. So, yep. All standouts for the Golden Eagles and all getting getting their shot, man. Um, so we'll have to keep tabs on them uh, moving forward. Definitely. So this part of the show, you know, we've we've toyed around with 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 this section of the show a few times, and and mm-hmm. th- there's a there's a topic that I wanted to dis- discuss. And it all started when Nikki Ballgame started getting into the game, right? Uh, well, well I, I guess you could say it started last year with, with Dickerson throwing a little bit um, mm-hmm. and the year before. I mean, Dickerson's even been projected to be, you know, selected as a pitcher in the draft. I'm sure some sure some teams would, would like to do that, even though he's, he's an awesome shortstop. But so I think we were just toying around with the idea on, on a phone call or something. Mm-hmm. And I guess the way I want to pose this, this this question or this this thought is do you think that throwing middle infielders or i guess anybody that plays in the field uh specifically in our case middle infielders and and also using them in important roles on the mound is the baseball version of the superback yeah uh, yeah i mean uh, it's got to be right uh i think it's a creative way uh, outside of the box, maybe. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I think I think there's a lot of parallels there. Uh, somebody who's outside their normal, quote-unquote, uh, everyday position, and then they come in and do something different and uh, well, well, when it also, excel. I think, it's, I think it's kind of coming at a, at a point of necessity. You know, yeah. I mean, with, with football, I think we all just kind of talked about it for a little while. Like, man, let's just not even do a quarterback, right? Right. Um, and it got to the point to where then we had played like 11 of them and, and burnt some guys, uh, graduate red shirt, whatever. He was a graduate assistant. And had to, and had yeah. To, yeah. I mean, injuries, had to lay injuries back led up. to it though. You know, it's like we had so many guys go down and then just the others weren't working. So it was which that is kind of the, yeah. Which is kind of the parallel that we got going right here with, with baseball. Yeah. You got JB going down. Doesn't look like JB's coming back. Still not sold on, on, on Matt Adams, you know, we saw yeah. him a little bit this year, this, this week. I mean, the VLO was back and all that, but we're at the, we're in the, in the home stretch here. What there's 10 mm-hmm. games left. And then you got yep. postseason play. Um, Martin's no longer with the team. 
So <laughs> we're kind of in this spot. So you're sitting there and all of a sudden you've got these two guys and heck, I know that Nikki's thrown some this year already. Um, and he's looking great doing it. Dickerson hadn't thrown any, but the great thing uh, on, on the flip side of that too, is if you're at all concerned um, with bringing those guys out of the middle infield, we got that covered defensively. You know, we have plenty of Creek can get back. To, uh, Gabe can get back there, right? We, we, we yeah. have plenty. Faust can even do some work in the middle infield. So, um, you know, so we've got that part of it covered too. But anyway, it's something to look at moving forward. Uh, I, I know that it does m- mess with the DH spot. Uh, that's the hurdle that you're going to have to get, o- get over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so I guess that's the biggie. And it happens to be, you know, in Slade's our DH. <laughs> so might be the best player in the state. Um, so, so, but anyway, just moving forward, I, I just thought that there was a nice parallel between uh, whatever Absolutely. you would call that with baseball and and what Coach Hall had to do uh, with the super bag position. So nice to know we got guys that can do it. And um, I think it's cool. So let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Okay. As far as baseball went this week, um, as we mentioned on the show last week, we just love these midweek games. We just can't <laughs> get enough of them, really, you know. Um, we had two this week with the with the already thin pitching staff. Tuesday, April twenty fifth at Tulane, Pilo. How how we do there? Yeah, so um, April twenty fifth at Tulane, and uh, we ended up winning. But uh, man, it was a roller coaster. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up winning eleven to ten. Uh, Southern Miss bangs out eleven hits to go along with eleven runs. We did commit three errors though. Bunch of home runs in this one. Uh, we hit four. Tulane hits four. Uh, dollar in the cup would have been insane. Yeah, dollar uh, lots cup, of yeah. lots of buy back in buy in. That would have been wild. Uh, yeah. But you know, everybody would have had a little bit unless it was all the same person, <laughs> uh, which would not have been me. Uh, but as we do in midweeks, we throw a bunch of bunch of guys. Civilly uh, started. Rhodes comes in, gets the W. Storm uh, with the save. Dawson and Adams also pitched. Uh, down 2-0 in the third, uh, and things kind of went crazy, and we put up an eight spot, uh, mm-hmm. and you're feeling really good. You know, I kind of kicked back in recliner, and I'm, like, casually kind of checking my phone, but watching. And you're right. Really it kinda, went down two to nothing, and I'm like, oh, God, freaking yeah. Tulane. And then we put up an eight spot. I'm like, told you, I don't even know why you're worried. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, after the eight spot, we just – yeah, nothing. Couldn't touch the baseball, right? <laughs> we didn't get another hit until the top of the ninth. And when they flashed that graphic up, I was like, is that right? Like, I it just didn't seem like it was right, but uh, it was accurate. So, um, and then we were down by two and we uh, put a three spot up to take the lead in the ninth. So, uh, Storm came in and then goes to work, slammed the door, earning his fifth save of the season. The top of the ninth heroics were courtesy of Slade Wilkes and Sargent. They go back to back for the third time this season. Uh, And and you just knew it was coming, right? Like uh, Dickerson gets on and Slade has the chance to tie it up, right? So like Dickerson gets on, Slade comes up and you're just like, this ball's going out. Like Mm -hmm. how does Tulane throw him anything close in the zone? (laughs) <laughs> I guess with Sarge behind, I, I don't really know, but I was shocked that he got something decent across the plate. And what he do, he just puts it over the fence and ties it up, and the uh, place goes crazy. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Sarge is like, dang it, uh, no RBIs, uh, but I'm 
you know, just one RBI, but I'm going to do it too. Uh, he goes uh, Oppo Taco for the go ahead run. Mm-hmm. And uh, other home run hitters in the game were Etzel and Nikki Ballgame. Um, so Tulane, you know, is not having a great year this year. New coach, they're they're not good. So we had to win this game. So it was definitely a big game, uh, and you, you got to come away with a win there. It the ending was awesome, and it was it was very encouraging to see them kind of fight through some adversity of being up big, letting them back in, and then you know kind of getting back ahead and then closing it out. So right in the in the way RPI works, it's such a big deal. People yeah. are like, well, you know, your RPI fell. It's like, yeah, but if you lose, you're really you're losing falls. eighty or ninety points. Yep. I mean, it, it just plummets. Yeah. And so, so, but no, you're right. Uh, it, was, it was nice to get that win. It was nice to come back. It was nice for the guys that want it to to do it. I mean, you hit them three and four hole for a reason. So, yep. they've, and they're making a habit out of going back to back too. So, very good. It makes you wonder what kind of pitches would Sarge be seeing if Slade was behind him. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. Think about that. I'm, I'm not saying I don't, I don't want anybody monkey around with the lineup. Screw no, I said that. That might be edited. I don't want this even getting out there. Like this guy <laughs> thinks we should change things up. We actually no. like runs a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was nice to get a win. Then we had to turn right back around with the with the already mentioned thin pitching staff, and we had to play Louisiana Tech back yep. at the Pete on Wednesday. And this was really cool. I didn't find it out until probably the third inning when I saw it on Twitter. But Coach Burroughs, who coached the Southern Miss for um for several years. Um, before taking the LaTeX job, he uh, it, it was a classy move by him. He goes with the number forty four on on his jersey in honor of Coach Corky Palmer for this game. So that was that was a very classy move um, from from Coach Burroughs. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was. I, I think that's that was a cool nod. Just those jerseys, I still can't get past uh, the jerseys. Uh, did look like an interstate <laughs> sign. <laughs> and when the entire uniform, like the the, the uh, pants, the pants and the jerseys and the whole deal, yeah, just it looks. They're sponsored like by M dot. I think that Paul's the guy who put that on our on our thread. But yes. It was spot on. It was spot on. <laughs> it was exactly the color palette. It's like one of those deals where I would love to make fun of them even more, but they did the forty four thing. So I'm right. Like, yeah. Eh, damn it. Yep. Tech. I can't even. You know, can't even do that right. Tech's gonna tech. Um. And so, and Tech got us last week uh, or, or the week before. So, mm-hmm. another game that, that could have had could have had a, a huge uh, postseason implication. <laughs> you know, if we were to lose it, um, and we squeaked this one out six to five. La Tech had a two nothing lead until the bottom of the second when the Eagles got two runs, courtesy of a Tate Parker single and a Nikki Ball game line out to center field. That was a sack fly, but it was a laser beam line out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynch Parker and Rodrigo Montenegro had two hits each. Reese Ewing goes three for four. It's another guy's heating up at the right time. Big time. Uh, yeah, he, he goes three for four with a home run, two RBIs, and two runs scored. Uh, his homer came in the fourth and was a bomb. Hit the very top of the right field foul pole. And I thought that it would get a lot more run on the Twitter poll that we ran, but um, but but that th- that gave Sutter Miss a two run lead. Threw a whole bunch of guys again. Mazza started. I thought he looked good. Four innings, three Ks, two walks, two runs, uh, one earned. Armistead is turning mm-hmm. into like the right-handed version of Sibley, isn't he? Yeah, it really is. You've got like those are the first two guys that I'm looking for out of the pen every game. 
Um, he threw two scoreless innings. Then we go Allen and Parker before finally giving the ball to one Nicholas Monastere in Nicky ball game. He comes in from second base and gets the last four outs for the save. Uh, got those two midweek W's and, you know, had to, had to really fight and, and claw and, and do everything possible, including, you know, throwing second baseman at the end of games to get mm-hmm. it done, man. But, but, but we, we did it again. Right. So, so what's the name for the baseball? Is it like the super arm? Super I don't know. Arm? Uh, I mean, super, hmm. I don't know. Super something. Yeah, it's got to be super something. Super middle, super mid. I don't know. We'll think about it. Yeah. And, and on know. that poll, yeah, on that poll this week. So the poll uh, question posed on the To The Top Talk Twitter page uh, was this. Um, simply better midweek performance. And the mm-hmm. options were Wilkes and Sarge back-to-back bombs like you talked about uh, yep. ewing homer off the foul pole monaster playing second base and pitcher and storm with a two strikeout save uh at two lane mm-hmm. so wilkes and sarge's back-to-back bombs ran away with it at 58 percent of the vote uh second place was monaster uh second base and pitcher 27 percent of the vote and then storms two strikeout save you know i think storms just doing it so often people expect it so you only got 12 percent right. of the vote but then ewing just no love like i don't know if i you, know, you can only put in so many characters in these polls right so i just said ewing homer off the foul pole if somebody didn't see it i'm not sure they would you know it didn't it didn't sound that impressive in in the in the poll question right like yeah off the very top of the, i think it even like moved the was the Chick Fil A thing on the top? Yeah, yeah. That thing was flapping around. It was a, it was just a, a, a bomb that, that hit off the very top of the pole. It was really cool. Anyway, that only got three percent of the vote. So, Ewing, you know, you got to hit it further, dude. Got to go like you know into the church parking lot like, or something like Edsel did. Like break a windshield in the roost. Maybe that gets you the foul pole. Doesn't it? Just doesn't do anything. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that leads us to the series versus uh, Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. And and this was this was a good one. You know, Arkansas State uh, c- comes to town. Uh, it, it was another <laughs> sounds like a broken record here, but your RPI was probably going to drop anyway. Yep. Even if you win, but you bam, where you, you, I mean, it's just hard to win every baseball game. At some point, you're going to lose another game. You know, every it's just how baseball works. Uh, but Arkansas State came to town with a 15 and 22, five and 13 in the league record. But they did have some quality wins that they had to win over Texas State. And then they lost the other two games of that series by only one run each. We know Texas State's good. Yeah. Uh, we know Troy's good. They lost two out of three, but the game they won, they won that one 17 to seven. And then they scored 25 runs in a game over ULM. Yeah. And there's those are all things where you're like, you know, everybody's like, well, you, you guys should just run away with it this weekend. I'm like, yes, we well, they're in their batting average. It's every series is you know consistently climbed uh, yeah. in conference play. So like they were coming in batting really well. Right, right. So so the point is we had to win it. Um, it looked mm-hmm. like we were going to win it. We were playing well. We we're back at the peat. All those things are in our favor. But you know we, we knew that it wasn't going to be just 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 uh, as easy as as it looked on paper. I don't think so. Why don't you get us caught up on what happened game one? Yeah, so if, if you have not heard yet, uh, Tanner Hall, uh, 
I he's really good at baseball. Yeah, A, he's really good at baseball, and B, he did something that he hadn't done in his career yet. Uh, he struck out career high 15 batters uh, and probably could have had more. Uh, I feel like, you know, along, I think I saw somebody tweet that, like, uh, back in the day, you probably see how far he can go. Uh, but, you know, like, with where we are in the season and how important he is to the end and postseason, like, there's just no need. Uh, but anyway, I do, I do wonder if he only had, if he had a no, no going. Yeah. Cause when he came out, I think it was a one hitter. Yep. If there's a no, no going, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Uh, it's, how'd you like to be the reliever that came in and like, like gives up the hit? <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably would. Um, so, um, uh, so Tanner Hall does that and Slade Wilkes knocks in five to, uh, to contribute to a 12 to one uh, victory. So uh, definitely a excellent way to start the weekend. The duo Hall and Trahan limited the Red Wolves to just one run on five hits. Arkansas State throws seven guys and uh, did slow the Eagles down, but too much too early. Uh, Southern Miss gets uh, five in the first, one in the second, and four in the third. So 10-0 through three, and we're cruising. Uh, Tanner Hall's line was seven innings pitched, three hits, one run, 15 Ks, two walks on that 99 pitches. Uh, Dickerson goes two for three with a triple. Wilkes two for four with, again, five RBIs and a bomb. Uh, Nikki Ballgame goes three for three. Rodrigo goes two for three. Sarge only one hit, but it's a triple. Uh, and it was just an outstanding night. Yeah, when Sarge is that triple, uh, we're all sitting out there and you know, he hits it and he's getting to second base and he's not slowing up. I was like, is Sarge going for three? Is Sarge going for three? And, you know, that was that was more exciting than a homer, I think. Yeah. It's harder <laughs> to do. Yes, lugging around second base and just giving yeah. it all he's got, man. Very cool. Um, but yeah, no, that was it was a good night. It was good to start off with that W. It's great to see Tanner look like Tanner again. Tanner's had a really good season and and you know he he's gonna have a lot of awards coming his way again. But after the season that he had last year, I mean, it, it's not it's not as good as it was last year. That that's how good last year was though, is, is that he can be in our eyes having kind of a down season, <laughs> and right. still um, and and still is is one of the best pitchers you know in the, in the history of the program, and and I'm definitely having the best year of anybody in the state of Mississippi in my opinion. So. Uh, very fun night at the Pete. Good to get game one uh, under our belt. It leads us to game two, and the Red Bulls showed up a little bit, a little bit more. This was a closer game. Uh, won this game four to one. It was a quick game. Uh, played in just two hours and nine minutes, which is kind of it, it's it's a double edged sword. There, the, the good thing is that the game's over with really quick. The bad thing is I'm just now feeling it, and then we yeah. stay like an hour in the roost. <laughs> Yeah. And then we ended up, we talked ourselves into going bowling yeah. after that. So us and the Wallaces and the Coopers, we all loaded up and we just took the kids and everybody and went bowling. Um, but it was, it was, a, it was a great day. Uh, it was, it was a good win. It was, it was, it was a great day to be just in town. So uh, Billy Oldham got the start. He had a great outing. He could not have had a, a, a more opposite outing of what he had last week. Right. This was, you know, last week, last week is like when you go out, like you're normally like at 75 to 79, like golfer. Mm -hmm. You have that one round where you shoot like 90. That's what yeah. Billy did last week. Let's just forget about that one. Right. 
And this is what he does normally. So uh, yeah. great outing. He goes seven innings, four hits, one run, seven Ks, two walks, and 94 pitches. Um, kind of um, very Tanner-like, that, that that line right there. It's kind yeah, of we'll take Tanner that uh, every outing for the rest right. of the year out of him. No doubt. Um, just threw a bunch of strikes, got that first mm-hmm. pitch strike over, and and uh, went from there. Uh, Justin Storm got the two-inning save. Uh, three strikeouts for Storm, zero walks, zero runs allowed. Oldham gets the W now four, four and two on the season. Storm uh, with his sixth save. Dickerson goes two for two and hits a dinger, his third of the year. Sarge, two for four with another homer, his ninth of the year and his 46th of his career. Uh, Dickerson, Monastery, and Jeez. Edsel all hit doubles. Uh, man, the offense is rolling right now. I know we're playing – you know, the, the uh, teams that we should beat. Um, but at the beginning of the year, do you think our offense looks like this? I think we might squeak mm-hmm. out the same victories, but, man, we're just – if you talk about a time to start hitting your stride, mm-hmm. it's it's really coming all around. Pitching, I think, has gotten a little bit better as the year's gone along. I also feel like, you know, Stevie Powers, in our interview with him, he mentioned something about um, Oz putting the, the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And – uh if you look back on the season, you can really see him just he's tried everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's put guys in situations. Um, probably thinking way more long game than us fans uh would like, probably. <laughs> yeah. Know? But uh just walk but, fast. But, yeah, but 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 you know, it's it's all kind of coming together. It really is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and this the remaining schedule is favorable down the stretch too. So but we had one more game to go in the weekend set with Arkansas state. Uh, I think we're all feeling pretty good after games one and two. Um, and, 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 you know, it looks like Adams is going to be coming back for game three, but why don't you take us through uh, what happened with, uh, with game three? Yeah. So it was, it was good to see uh, Adams back. Um, you know, he obviously had a, a pitch count and, and you don't want to throw him out there and throw 90 pitches uh, when, when you're coming back off of injury. So, uh, didn't pitch a lot, probably a limited pitch count. The velocity looked like it was there, and he threw 42 pitches and gave up three runs. But, uh, you know, three ones uh, was not going to win this game uh, with the way the wind was going. Mm. Uh, I just had a great feeling. And, it was like blowing uh, the beer out of my hand. Yeah, it was it was wild. And uh, Southern Miss ends up winning big, 17-7, to seven, uh, run rolled. Um and I, I got to give a shout out to Hosey. Uh, he was, he was, you know, we were, well, we were down, I guess, three nothing, right? Or no, I guess it was two nothing. Uh, and then we get up four two and then they tied it four four. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Hosey's down two nothing, top of the first. Right, right, yeah. and Hosey's losing it out there, and he's like, "Man, <laughs> we we just we can't lose this game." And I get it; like, we've seen some Sundays where we've lost. And I looked at him, and I was like, "We're gonna run rule this team. Just hang on." Like, wow. with, this, with this wind, I just had a good feeling. I like the bats are hot, and toward the end of the game, he was like, "Pilo, you're right." And I was like, "Man, I told you." I was like, "We, you just gotta hang in there." Positive. Uh, positive vibe. So, anyway, let's break it down. Eagles uh, hit five home runs in the day, and uh, that's always fun uh, to, mm-hmm. to hear that horn go off. Uh, uh, that would make it seven times uh, in the game. So, um, and let me say this: so this this game, uh, Lisa was down at softball, right? And 
uh, right? The first home run was uh, Ewing. Ewing, right? Ewing hits that home run, and literally my phone goes off. And she said, did somebody just hit a home run? And I'm like, no way. And she's like, I just heard the horn at softball. And the way I guess that wind was blowing, like it was blowing, thinking about it was blowing from baseball towards softball, had to carry some of that sound. Uh, Had to, um, because the horns are facing the the other way. The horns are facing uh, west. Right. And softball field would be east. Over yeah, there. and like, and if she's there a good bit too, whenever we have, anyway, I just thought that was neat. Uh, I didn't realize that could happen, but yeah, I was like, yes, Ewing just hit a home run. She's like, I just heard it, which was crazy. Uh, so yeah, Ewing homers in the first, Black Johnson homers in the third, Peyto homers in the fourth, Black Johnson homers again in the seventh, and Edsel with the walk-off blast in the eighth, making it a 10-run lead. Thus, the 10-run rule uh, on Sunday. So, uh, Eagles tallied 15 hits on the day. Etzel goes three for five. Dickerson, two for three. Peyto, three for five with five RBIs. Black Johnson goes four for four with four four RBIs. Uh, Dickerson and Peyto and Johnson all hit doubles. And Peyto and Black were just a triple short of the cycle each. So, um, to have two guys do that in the same game, uh, you know you're clicking. Uh, be down we needed it for the sweep and lots of fun good time of the year to start getting hot yeah yeah well yeah you you hit on it all it's dude it's just it's just fun being around an offense like that uh we've all seen it in the past yeah and it seems like we spent most of the season this year trying to figure out why it wasn't happening more Mm -hmm. turns out we played a whole bunch of really tough teams at the beginning we really did. And we kind of have this thing uh, hitting-wise, just the history of Southern Miss um, of starting slow. So, yep. anyway, I don't, I don't really care like, like about all that, like why it happened. And, and and I mean, does it really matter at this point? Mm-hmm. We're starting – you know what? I, I wonder what our total is. Maybe you can look that up real quick. While I'm blabbering on, why don't you pull up Southern Miss stats and see how many home runs we have on the season? Because I know at the beginning of this season, we can probably go back and listen to one of the pods early in the season. I feel like Attack Eagles did this on Twitter today or yesterday. Okay, well, I I was I I made the prediction that I thought this team could hit a hundred home runs. Right. Through like a month, I was like, hey. Somebody start hitting some home runs. Then, like for like another like couple weeks or so, I was like, "All right, that was a pretty dumb prediction." But now mm-hmm. we're banging out like five a game. You know? Yeah. So last year in sixty six games, we hit eighty two home runs. Mm-hmm. Slade had ten. Sarge had twenty one. Um, Ewing had ten. Danny had five. Tuna had sixteen. Um, Black had three. So in 43 games this year, we're already at 57. And Slade has 17, so already seven more than last year. And Sarge is at nine. Uh, Danny, So 100 Ewing is and, still probably not going to happen. But at least uh, we're making me not look as dumb. We're 57 yeah. right now. we got 10 games to go. Uh, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, we played 66 <laughs> games. That's including all the yeah. Okay. Okay. Super okay. Regional, well, that too. So that's yeah. not, you know. Might can make a push. We can make it to 90, I feel like, if if we yeah. stay on the trajectory of what we've been on the last couple of weeks. So, sure. 
Um, also, it's most important here, not that we get to Omaha or anything, but the fact that I said we're going to hit 100 dingers and we got to get to 100. <laughs> well, you know, too, I made the crazy prediction about the number of uh, slips over by John Smith and Maddox that, like, I saw it was at it was at 51 this weekend, and I, I think I my over under my over under was like 170 something. So <laughs> uh, I missed the ball uh, tremendously, unless. Uh, I don't know, we have some earthquakes or something, shake some rocks. Uh, I don't think yeah. we're going to hit that number. Either. Why don't they re rock this year? Normally, with that fresh coat of rocks, mm. so it's still the same rocks, it's just like beat down and you know, driven over. And so, yeah, um, so yeah, we need some new rocks. Uh, next up for Southern Miss, uh, Tulane Green Wave at the Pete on Tuesday, May the 2nd. So, tomorrow night, we're recording mm-hmm. this on Monday, May the 1st. Uh, South. Then we have South Alabama. South uh, South Alabama. South Al. I don't know who that is. Hattiesburg <laughs> for the weekend conference. Of course, set. I'm not going to be there. Of course. Oh no. I know. What are you I doing? A wedding. I got a wedding. Harper's the whole weekend. Well, yeah, because Harper's a flower girl, so we got rehearsal dinner Friday, wedding oh, Saturday. My God. Ugh. I'm making I'm making make it back for Sunday, but yeah, I'm out. I'm definitely out Monday, uh, Saturday, Friday, Saturday for sure. Mm. Goodness gracious. You and Tiro. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, so South Alabama in Hattiesburg this weekend, they come in at 23 and 21, 11 and 10 in the conference. They started off the year horribly. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they were playing as bad as we were, but we were still eking out W's. They were playing bad and eking out losses. But as of late, they've kind of picked it up. They took two of three this year from James Madison, took two of three from Texas State, took two of three from Troy. Uh, and that was this past weekend. So that's anyway indicative of how they're playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think we all think that Troy's a good team, right? So they just took two of, three, two of three from those guys. And they do not have a midweek game this week. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So they got – They're resting before, before they resting. play the Titan. Yeah, they are. Um, Hitting-wise, Will Turner is hitting 380 with nine home runs for the Jaguars. So he's a handful – Joseph Sullivan is hitting 311. He has 38 RBIs. Colson Lawrence, who pitches and hits, kind of like Nicky Ballgame. Interesting. Uh, he has 11 home runs on the season. Uh, and the, they have a, uh, the Jaguars have a team ERA under six, which is kind of a big deal in college. Uh, their team ERA is at 5.88. And opponents are just hitting uh, two or just hitting just 268 against them. So that's who's coming to town mm-hmm. this week. And sure would be nice to beat him. Uh, it's, it's kind of a deal. You kind of need, man, got there's, to. So, there's so many of these games in a row. And like I said, there's got to be a loss coming at some point. But um, if the Eagles stay hot, you'd like to, it, I don't know, you know, I like our chances. Yep. Um, I'm not positive we're just going to win the rest of them. We got 10 more. Got to be a loss in there somewhere. I hope there's not. But anyway, we'll see. We got there this weekend and see what uh, see what we got versus the Jaguars. Uh, some other baseball news: Tanner Hall earns the at CBN Newspaper National Player of the Week honors, and not necessarily Southern Miss news <laughs> baseball wise, but but it kind of Mississippi is. State. 
has, you know, their season's going bad, right? They won the Natty two years ago, and it was like they must have sold their soul because it's just gone bad ever since. Right. And I think I would even take that, by the way. I've got a lot of state buddies. Um, You know, <laughs> what would you do if Sutter Miss could do that? Would you say, like, I mean, if, if Sutter Miss could reel off a Natty, then we could go over the next season. Yep, I'll tell and you. And I think they kind of agree with that, but this is like year two. And they're still really bad. So anyway, so Mississippi State has fired their pitching coach. And anybody who knows anything about Mississippi baseball or just any of the, uh, uh, the like one of the top names that always gets mentioned whenever there's um, a job like this that's going to pay a whole lot of money, uh, the, one of the top candidates for that job is always Coach Oz. Mm -hmm. So the rumors are bound to start pretty soon. Um, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on on as far as Ostrander. I mean, I, I think that it, he's pretty much the coach in waiting at Southern Correct. Miss. Yep. Um, by all accounts, he turned down a pile of cash last year from LSU. But I mean, what you know, if if you're Oz, I mean, what's going through your mind? I mean, if if in fact the phone does ring and you, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where. I'm sure it's life-changing money and you have to make that decision uh, where some of these schools uh, just have endless piles of cash and will pay a lot of money to get a coach or player uh, there. So um, it's like going, it's like going to live. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Exactly uh, it's like, like, ah, nobody wants to do it. Yeah. It's then you you're know, just like $200 million but, to do it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, no, I hope he doesn't go. I, I, I think there's, there's more to like, this whole Southern Miss thing. There's just something to it, and he fits it perfectly. Mm -hmm. uh, he's already been named the associate head coach what a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Forty. I mean, nobody wants to see forty go, um, and you, you don't want forty to leave so that Oz won't go. But you know, there, there's something too. Like, there's been four coaches ever at Southern Miss, right? Um, he's yep. in line to be number five. That's the big deal. That's going to be. I think that if I was a betting man, I would say within the next. I mean, I'm saying, if the over under was three more years for for forty, I would take the under. Yep. Um. So we'll see. Especially if there's a uh, late postseason run uh, involved, and a yeah, really late nice. postseason run. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, nice. Hey, and if I'm forty-four. Yeah, and, and if I'm forty. And that, or specifically if that happens, what you just said, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my case, you know, I would, and somebody pointed this out on the thread earlier, but if, if it were me, um, I would be playing a lot of golf a lot, yep. you know, and coming out and just maybe even be involved somehow on campus with, uh, fundraising or, um, you know, anything to do with, with any kind of Eagle club stuff or, or just, or just coming out and signing autographs or whatever it is, you're, you're going to be a living legend for the rest of your life. Uh, so you might as well spend your days instead of grinding it out uh, on the baseball field and recruiting and all that. Um, I would play a whole lot of golf and go to the beach a lot mm -hmm. and do that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. 40 would hunt a lot and fish and you know he would do whatever season it was for one of those things that's what he would be doing so yep he's put in his time he's got that retirement set 
Um, Cause remember he was in Meridian before this. So I Mississippi retirement's just, you know, and people talk about 40 salary, but man, if you look, if you do it as long as he's done it, you make any, you're a millionaire. Right. So <laughs> he's, it's, I don't know. I'm just saying these rumors about Oz are going to start swirling. And these are, the, are. these are the the talking points that are going to have to be made. You're going to have one side saying like, you're an idiot for not taking it. That's people that have all the money though. And also look, if he goes right now, it's not like he's getting hired. It, 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 well, in theory, if he was to take that phone call, it's not like he's getting the, the head coach gig, right? This right. would be going to be a pitching coach for a head coach. that's not doing too good. <laughs> So exactly. I mean, how, how safe is, how safe would that job be? Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, probably make a pile of cash in a year or two. I don't know. Anyway, I hope he doesn't leave. I, I like him a lot and I don't think that he will, but uh, the rumor, the rumors will start to swirl. Don't lose your mind. So to miss fans, everything's going to be okay. All right. Southern miss stats, stat guy. You guys can follow him at, USM underscore stats underscore info. He chimed in with some fantastic stats yet again. Um, and all of these, I think, are to do with the baseball team. Yeah. Dustin, I'll take I'll tell you what, let's just let's just break them up here. I'll do the first one. You just you do the second one. Well, I don't know. I kind of wrote it down kind of weird here. Anyway, Dustin Dickerson has 55 career doubles. He's a doubles machine. His mm-hmm. next one ties him for sixth all time with None other, none other than Trey Sutton, his high school coach. <laughs> That's awesome. He's not yeah. going to let him live that down. There is a three-way tie for third with with 57 total doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, second place is 58, so he could tire past that this week. First place is Brad Wilcutt with 72. That's just an immense amount of doubles. It is, Cutter. Yeah, and... Uh, so Sunday at the, uh, do you take this one? Yeah, Sunday at the Pete saw the Eagles uh, hit five home runs, which was a season high, as well as the third straight Sunday or Game Three because of the Easter weekend to hit at least four home runs. And it was the second straight run rule win as we beat James Madison fifteen to two last home series. Uh, updating the. The Sunbelt baseball standings. Coastal sits atop at 15 to 6. Southern Miss 14 to 7. If you don't believe me, you can just go to the Pete and look at the flags. Um, right. Georgia Southern is 13 and 8. Texas State 12 and 9. App State 11 and 9. Then Troy, ODU, ULALA, Georgia State, and South Al all at 11 and 10. That is 10 of the league's 14 teams with an over 500 record. Wow. Which is just, I, I don't know if that happens a lot. I don't think it ever happened in Conference USA. 10 of the 14. That's just Well, I saw incredible. the latest uh, 64 projection from, I guess, Patrick McGee maybe tweeted it. Uh, and it had four uh, four Sunbelt teams in. Okay. So. Uh, who who was know, that? Do you remember? It was. It was yeah, they actually have it here. It was. Um, Let's see. Louisiana, Definitely coastal us, Louisiana, and Georgia Southern, probably. Yes, Georgia. Texas Southern. State was is a team that's probably underperformed this year. I, I think people expected a little bit more out of Texas State uh, as far as the Sun Belt goes. Not that they're doing bad. Well, actually, they did have Texas State in as a three. Okay, 
So Coastal Us, uh, Texas State, and I'm double checking. So not Louisiana. That would be the four. Yes. I like I'm skipping one. That makes sense. But in in my mind, I'm still. Oh, no, it's Troy. So us, Troy, Texas State, and Coastal. Very good. I mean, it's a good league. It's a it's a good league. Yeah. And, and then I you still that, got Georgia State and and uh Texas State that are right there. So sure thing. Um baseball polls. Why don't you get us caught up on that? Are we in any of these polls yet? I, yeah, I didn't, so I, didn't I I did comb over those today. Um it's it was kind of interesting. So uh, baseball America didn't have us. They only get a 25 ESPN didn't either or D one uh, baseball coaches poll. We actually went down. We won six in a row. We went down to 39. We were at 38 last week, which makes a ton of sense. Uh, but our good friends at college baseball nation who, you know, had us at like what six or something. And then we went to like 38. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're back. <laughs> we're number 24. Uh, so I, I kind of chuckled at that, uh, seeing that, uh, we get to talk about college baseball nation again. And I wonder, I, you know, I think we're, we might need to start throwing Rob's rankings up in here, Rob, It's a new thing. I think it just started last year. The guy might even okay. be around Hattiesburg somewhere because he talks about Southern Miss an awful lot, but, uh, I want to say Rob's rankings had us, uh, back in the top 25 as well. Um, nice. the point is we're kind of knocking on the door. I don't know what that 39 is with the USA today, USA today coaches pull. You went six yes. in a row. Yeah, I, I don't. That's it, it. You know, it's well. None of it really matters because the RPI is the big deal. So, so where do we sit with with uh, RPI? Yeah. So currently we are sitting at twenty five uh, in the RPI with the strength of schedule at thirty six. Thank you, Arkansas State. And uh, for reference, uh, State is sitting at fifty RPI, strength of schedule twelve, and Ole Miss as sixty five RPI with. Uh, should the schedule of 18. Gotcha. In softball action, um, softball uh, 20 and 19, a four and 13 in conference. We had a three game set with South Al and Hattiesburg at the blade. Uh, South Al is good and it did not go as planned for the Lady Eagles. We lost all three to the, to the Lady Jaguars. Game one, I mean, it was actually looking great. For, for a yeah. while, Center, Center Miss got two in the first and two and two more in the third and led the game four to nothing. Well, you were talking to me about it uh, out in the roost. I was like, God, this can be great. Um, but then from the fourth inning on, it was all South Al. The Lady Eagles lose this one 10 to five. Morgan Linestock takes the loss. She is now 11 and 13 on the season. But uh, Hannah Borden uh, did just absolutely go off. Not only did she won that award that you were talking about earlier in the talent mm-hmm. things, uh, she hits three dingers. Um, and she had all of the RBIs for sudden miss and three of the five total hits. So have a day, Hannah. Um, <laughs> yeah, all in all, she goes uh, three for five with three run scores and five RBIs. She went yard in the first, in the third, and in the sixth. So pretty much every time she came out to bat. <laughs> right. So, But the Lady Eagles lose. And then for whatever reason, the Saturday game was um, canceled. Yeah, I think we were anticipating uh, more rain than we really got. uh, And with them uh, still having uh, grass and the dirt, it's just a lot of work getting the turf, you know, the 
the tarp on and off and stuff like that. And it's so easy for them to play double headers. Um, that and Sunday travel for South Al is not a big deal. So mm-hmm. they really weren't really worried about Sunday going a little bit later than normal. So they just decided to push to double header on Sunday. Well, how did that double header turn out? Yeah. So uh lost the first one four one. Livestock goes the distance, eight innings pitch. So it, it does uh go to extras. Uh 10 hits, four runs, two earned, four K's, no walks. No score for either team through seven innings. Um, and then in the eighth, South Al gets four runs, a couple of miscues, and um, that kind of led to some runs. So South Al goes up uh, for nothing. Lady Eagles scratch out one in the bottom of the eighth, but that was it. Great effort, battled hard. It's hard to lose one like that when you, you know, don't go uh, give up any runs for seven innings. Uh, so that's, that's tough. Um uh, and then you yeah. got to follow that up. It seems like, you know, I just remember games at the Pete where it was always like whenever we had that doubleheader, that first one would always go to extras. It seems like it never failed that that first one would go long uh, whenever there was a doubleheader just to make uh, an even long day even longer. But uh, game three, uh, and this one just didn't go well. Um, so it, Lady Eagles lose 11-0 in, in just five innings. Kind of ran out of gas. Uh, Would have been interesting to see how this game played out if the ladies could have won the first one of the doubleheader, but mm-hmm. only one hit on the day. And uh, Neely McManus, uh, third baseman, got that. Uh, Jaina Lee takes the loss. Not her best outing, only lasting one in a third inning. Kilgore comes in to close it out. Another uh, sweep of the Lady Eagles and... Um, Tough. I mean, South Al is a great, great program. And, um, you know, like we talked about before, we were a little thin offensively. And and then we, too, we just were not very deep at pitching. So that kind of makes for some long weekends in softball. But yeah, well, uh, it, they're just not quite ready yeah. to, to win uh, right. these big series yet. It seems like the teams that, that we should have beaten, we beat. Correct. The teams we should probably lose to. We're... <laughs> We're losing to, but yeah, man, that first game, if you just could have just scratched out that win, um, yep. I don't think the 11 to nothing thing happens in the second. It, just, it took a lot of energy, probably mentally, physically, and everything else. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, that as, as you'll see when we put on standings in a minute, that, that we're not, they only take the top 10 teams, right? So mm-hmm. now we're kind of out of that. But uh, up next for the ladies, we are at Georgia State. The good thing is they're bad. They're really bad. Yep. They are 17 and 33, six and 15 in the league. Uh, seems to be just, this one's more like in our weight class. I think um, uh, they just got swept by Louisiana Monroe and an update on the, on the, on the full league standings. Uh, Louisiana uh, is leading the softball division at 19 and uh, with 19 wins, two losses. South Al is 17 and four, Marshall 14 and five, Troy 14, six and one, Texas State 11, eight and one, and James Madison 12 and nine. So with Sutter Miss just sitting at four and 16, they are two games out of 10th place. So they need to get to that 10th place spot to have us to, to, to be able to go to the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see if it happens this weekend. It'd be nice to get three of them. And I think we're going to have to have some help as well. <laughs> right. Some people coming back to us, but, um, but uh, this it, it's uh, we, if, if you got line stock on the Hill for, for two of those games, and I think you're going to have 
uh, a chance and people like Borden heating up at the right time, kind of like some of the baseball guys. If they can just keep their heads about them, right? Not give up, uh, keep fighting. Then, then, you know, I, I think it would be a heck of a, an accomplishment for Natalie Poole in her first year in the Sun Belt, which is just a fantastic softball league right. to just make it to the tournament, you know, and moving for that should be a, a stepping stone to, to, to do better things in the future. But, but yeah, need 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 probably two of three to have a legitimate shot at minimum. I would think this weekend. Yep. What about golf? So we talked in the intro kind of about the golf team and the men uh, competed in the Sun Belt Championship and um, I mean overall really solid performance. Um, we were sitting uh, tied for third after round one, tied for fourth after round two. And uh, midway through round round three, the Eagles were really in contention to advance to the match play semifinals. Um, But kind of hit a wall uh, late on that back nine of the round three and ended up finishing 10th overall. And that just shows you how close everybody was stacked. Uh, We were at one point, we were literally in first in that third round. And, um, you know, a couple of bad holes. Hole number 17 in particular, I think we just did not go our way. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had like an eight or 10, 10 stroke swing on that, on that one. Right. Hole and, uh, and that set us back. I mean, it was not like they just got, you know, it was one hole on for multiple players. So a uh, tough way to finish. I know that, uh, but uh, overall an excellent season and there's no doubt in my mind that Eddie and the boys will be back. For sure. And beach volleyball action. Uh, the Sunbelt Conference tournament tournament was this past week. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I thought it was a pretty good showing uh, for 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 our beach volleyball girls. Lost four to one to three seed Coastal to start off. Then we beat number seven seed Mercer three to two. Beat fifth seed Louisiana Monroe three to two. Beat two seed college of Charleston three to two, and then played coastal again and lost five to nothing in the semifinals. But um, that's, that's beating a seven seed, beating a five seed, beating a two seed, and then clawing your way back and, and, and you know, playing yeah. coastal again. Um, so uh, good, good showing by the ladies and, and that, that beach volleyball thing that they have going on over there is neat. It's uh it's something that I still have not made my first, um, true match yet i've driven by and looked out there and watched and it looks entertaining lots of people go there's lots of yelling and screaming and stuff and i'm not sure what's but it looks fun so yeah um, it's pretty cozy so so yeah um and the the facility looks looks out i don't have anything to compare it to but the one we got looks you know first class so yeah booty talk bro yeah, and I think I, I think I may hold m- most of that for uh, the shout outs, but um, foodie talk tease. We did have we now. I guess we can go talk about it now. We did <laughs> have some really good food in the roost uh, this weekend, and I know part of that. Uh, it it's weird, you know. Sometimes we have some plans, and I kind of our group text and what's everybody going to bring? And, you know, people will throw out ideas. And sometimes when we get there, sometimes it's pretty minimum. You know, we scrounge around some hot dogs and, and we're good. But uh, then things like Friday night happen where um, 
we get there and like there's pork loin and there's what I don't I remember all the it stuff. It was a good night down there. It was just food we kept going. We had a pick at one point um, and yeah. took some up to bacon them. Yeah, we had wing. I know. I think that was Sunday though, but um, or maybe Saturday. But uh, we had some wings out there that were awesome. We had pork loin. We had sausage, um, and then a um, a friend of Justin Hosey who runs the underdog. Uh, mississippi or underdog ms uh kind of food truck out at like live and vibe and stuff it's kind of a hot dog uh he had uh, done some carnitas uh tacos and uh so he brought out like a big container of that and some tortillas and some homemade pineapple salsa yeah i tweeted out a I tweeted out a picture of that and we just tossed that big metal container on the grill and got it hot again and and uh, toss those uh, tortillas on there to kind of heat them up. And man, it was outstanding. Uh, so we had some really good food. And uh, not to mention that down by Mr. Rick's uh, spot down there by John Smith and, and the Maddoxes and all those, uh, they do a fish fry every year, one weekend. Uh, and Saturday was that day for that. And uh, I know we talked oh, a lot. So about, we talked a lot about the pastelaya uh, as as the Russos. Uh, Cajun cooking uh did. Uh they also caught uh, a bunch of this fish fresh, uh speckled trout and redfish. Uh so it was very fresh, it just been caught, and then they did it up. And I, I grew up eating a lot of fried fish. It was something we did on the coast. We ate, uh, we were big into fishing, and I've eaten a lot of fried fish in my life. And I can honestly say it was some of the best fish I've ever eaten. So uh kudos to those Russo guys. They definitely know how to cook uh and so no shortage of excellent food out there in the roost this weekend and we had the we had the thrusting sauce <laughs> yeah we had that <laughs> we did have the thrusting sauce <laughs> shout out danny lynch uh who is becoming legend I'm, I'm just seeing tweet after tweet of uh people uh, zooming i can't in. i can't wait till he gets his next home run yeah, we have something and we have something ready and teed up. Uh, so Danny, we need you, buddy. Yeah, I thought he hit one that one to center field this week. Yes, I was, was screaming your name. I was like, Pilo, you do. I, I literally popped out of the chair. And the guy catches it like jerk. Yeah, nobody likes to show off. <laughs> tweet of the week. Um, this is a tweet that we thought worthy of being mentioned. Doesn't have to be tagged, doesn't you don't have to tag to the top talk, but it doesn't hurt your chances if you do so. Um, and I, I went with two of them this week. Um, yeah. Uh, Cloverleaf Mall, who's just the best, uh, on on April the 27th, tweeted out, breaking in bold letters, uh, true freshman Nick Monastere, who picked up his first career save last night against La Tech, has also joined the quarterback room for the Southern Miss football team. He will also serve as the backup punter, averaging 58.9 yards per punt with a career long of 99 yards. Hashtag. SMTTT, which was obviously, you know, um, satire or, you know, and, and, but the next thing I know, people were sending me texts of like screenshots saying, dude, people think this is real. Um, they're (laughs) like, Hey, what, like, like I, and one of them that I read was, um, somebody said, this is so great for the baseball team because now you don't need to waste any scholarship money on that. He's already got it for the football team. Right. Dude, it was, I, you know, this is <laughs> obviously just talking about he you know he pitches as well as 
plays a mean second base. That just shows smash. today uh, is is you know you have a Cloverleaf Mall as a Twitter handle and an Orange Julius as your image, and people are taking breaking news <laughs> from you. So you know, yeah, if it's on the internet, it must be true. It's got to be true, and if you say breaking in all caps, it's definitely true. No doubt. And the other one, so this usually is one, but. I, <laughs> Cloverleaf is so good. You could probably do his every single week. And whoever runs the USM baseball Twitter account, you could do that as well every week. Right. But our girl Destiny on April the 25th, I mean, she she's she is a Twitter legend uh, she is herself. So Destiny Blackwell on Twitter. Um, she tweeted out on April 25th. This team has taken years off of my life and will be a discussion in therapy, but Hashtag SMTTT, which is just a perfect tweet from that. I think that was the night of the two-line game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I was right there with her. Um, The mailbag, this is just an update from last week's mailbag, uh, but Steve Farmer, who's coming to the game tomorrow night, by the way, uh, Steve Farmer uh, sent this email in just talking about where Sarge sits. And we probably should get a um, like a, a flip chart thing yeah sarge counter counter, yeah um but but you know so he emailed last week just keeping tabs on where sarge sits uh all time and uh so he sits some more homers so now sergeant is sitting there with 46 home runs uh he is tied with brad woolcut uh in Mm -hmm. fourth place all time in Southern Miss history of 46. Next on the list is Jeff Cook in third place with 50. That's doable. Yeah. The way he's been hitting the kind of the teams that we have coming up, you know, 50 is doable. Absolutely. And then then Mark Maddox sitting right there in second place with 53. And Matt Walner at 58 of all time. That was probably okay. I remember Walner did that in three in three seasons. <laughs> Right. Who knows what it could have been? Oh man, that would have been awesome. He would he would posted a number that nobody would have touched. No doubt. Um and before we shut it down here, uh, and do shout outs and all that, some other Southern Miss and related mm-hmm. news. Uh, for the first time in program history, Ola Chudzik and Vanessa Hernakova earned first team all conference honors there on the Southern Miss Beach volleyball team. So way to go. Um, our good buddy. Jason Munns, former yeah. Southern Miss beat writer at the Hattiesburg American, now at the Commercial Appeal in Memphis, won first place in the 2022 Associated Press Sports Editors Contest in the Division C beat writing category for his coverage of University of Memphis men's basketball. Um, great writer, No-brainer. great dude. Um, wish we still had him, but yeah. I totally understand. And and it, you'll see him pop up around Hattiesburg from time to time, man. Just a great yeah. Great guy. And like we mentioned earlier, the Best of the Pine Belt is, uh, Awards are, are now taking nominations for all categories. The podcast categories and the lifestyle section um, also vote for my wife for Best Realtor. Um, you can go to festivalsouth.org. Then you click on Best of the Pine Belt 2023 and nominate. Nominations are open through May the 22nd. Then the live mm-hmm. voting starts on July the 5th. This is a thing that even in our heyday with this show, we've never won. I had my speech like ready to go one time. I was kind of nervous. I don't get up in front of people. Like Jamie does all that, right? He gets up and right. he does these, he's performed in front of thousands of people doing stand up. Um, 
you know, I don't ever, I, I would freak right the hell out. So I had like my car ready to go. And I was almost going to stand up and, and we didn't get picked. And then the next year I went back and we didn't get picked again. So now it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of our brand, I think, to to not win. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, so it's coming up. It is nice to get nominated. And I saw that we had already been nominated tonight, which is which is great. Um, continue to nominate us to make sure we make that final ballot. And when it pops up, you know, if you want to vote for us, do it. Yeah. Um, and that is just about it, man. Uh, do not forget guys go by four street bar and grill. It's a great week to do it. Um, it is always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. Not just the catfish on Friday. Slade mentioned earlier that also the pork chops on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Tag us on social when you go by there. If you see me there, I challenge you to a game of golden tea. Not the full one, but the close to the hole. That's the best. Doesn't take as long. I like it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Pila hates it. It's yeah, part. it's rigged. <laughs> Shout outs. What you got? Well, I kind of covered two of them, obviously, with the Russo brothers and uh, brothers. Uh, well, yeah, brothers, I guess. Um, and uh, man, there was also an outstanding recommendation of this, like the dipping, the thrusting sauce from Todd Maddox uh, that was incredible. And I, I was like, I got to take a picture of the can of that stuff or bottle. It was amazing. So uh, I did find that they'd sell it at Sam's. So uh so uh shout out to him and those guys man they're uh cooking up some great food and again chris evans at underdog uh ms so go check him out around town live at five uh food truck uh two uh, and i i saw that on your list too but i'm gonna steal it i did i did want to say i didn't write it down though about uh out on Sunday too, what made it special was uh, our good friend, Matt Rockwell and his dad was celebrating a birthday, which is today, yeah. actually, I believe it's today. Uh, so he had uh, actually met us pregame. I was, I had the kids, uh, we were at fuzzies eating lunch and they uh, swung by and hung out with us for a little while before we even got, got to the Pete. So I uh, hung out with them and, and, uh, and then we ended up going to the game and uh, had a huge sheet cake out there. And I think we knocked out the majority of it. Uh, so happy birthday, Mr. Gary. Uh, you know, the Eagles definitely showed out with a run rule five home runs. So uh, please come back again. Uh, so, and I want to give another shout out to uh, Eric uh, Rogers. He's uh, got to know him really well, just straight up from the roost. And, you know, um, he gave, ended up giving me a ride on Sunday in his golf cart, which can fly. If you've ever ridden in that golf cart with him, that thing, interiors, yeah. that thing is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he actually, he actually asked me, he's like, man, what's the name of y'all's podcast? And he's like, I want to listen to it. And so I was like, pull up your phone and I showed it to him. He subscribed and he listened to the last episode and loved it. And then he was like telling all kind of people down there uh, about our podcast. And he told his son that I was on the radio and famous. So his son thinks I'm cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, Eric, I hope you listen to this and I appreciate the ride again and, uh, just the fellowship we have out in the roost. Yeah, no, very good dude. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to Peyton green and his son, Nike came out to the roost yeah. on Friday as the first timers, man, Nike loved Nike plays on Jack's five and six year old team. So we got him some tickets and they came out and had an absolute blast. Uh, coach Will Hall stopped in for an inning or so on Friday as well out in the roost. Mm-hmm which is a feat 
Because when that guy takes off, like when I text him, he was like, hold on, I'm in the booth with John. Right. Said, so then he got done with that. But then, I mean, that's a, a long way to make it to all the way to the end where we are. If you're the football coach, you just, I can't imagine how many hands you have to shake before you get there. So it was, it, he made it, he made a serious effort to get out there to us. Yeah. And he's a cool guy. And anyway, shout out to uh, coach for stopping by. And then uh, Coach O'Brien, defensive coordinator of the DOB. And his entire family came out and hung out yeah. all game long on uh, on Saturday. So it was neat for Coach O'Brien to do that. And you already mentioned Gary, but, yeah, happy birthday, Gary. Come back anytime. Eagles hit five homers, you know, and it's all because you're there. So appreciate That's right. it, buddy. Hey, you need to get uh, Nike back for a Sunday game so he can run the bases. He could run them twice. <laughs> I know for a fact he could lap me. Yeah, I made that down plate at the same time. We should do it and then record fastest it. six year old I've ever seen in my life. Very fast, very fast. Yep. Well, man, that is about it. We have covered yeah. everything. Um, thank you guys for listening in today, whatever day you might have listened, and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P Lowry. Follow us on all social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama. USC or Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi puts you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Puts you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you
When the football season is over and done, all your teams with famous names will see we're number one. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980.